welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. We all agree together for supernatural freedom and for God's freedom to manifest both in our nation and around the world. And he who the sun sets free is free indeed. And along the lines of freedom, I want to continue to talk about knowing God as our father. Father, father me was our teaching last week and it's really our prayer last Sunday. Father, father me. It, it wasn't just teaching, but it was also a, a, a cry of our heart. Father, father me. Everybody needs to be fathered by God. God is a father and he wants to father us and he wants to lead us and raise us up to be mighty sons and daughters of his. You become a child of God when you're born again, but you become a son or daughter of God when you start thinking like one. Well, you already are a son or daughter of God when you're born again as well. But you begin to experience your inheritance as a son or daughter when you start thinking like a son or daughter. And that's what I want to talk to you about for a few moments today. Thinking like a son or daughter of God, how to think like a son or daughter of God. My first scripture that I want to share with you is in Hebrews, chapter three, verse um, five and verse six. It says, now Moses was faithful in all of his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. I want you to zero in on that. Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant. I want you to contrast that to verse six. See, in verse five, Moses was faithful in all of God's house as a servant. But in verse six, but Christ was faithful as a son. Moses was faithful as a servant. Christ was faithful as a son. You see, God is not raising up an army of servants. He's raising up an army of sons and daughters. Now, sons gladly want to be servants because they know who they are. They want to serve others and they want to bless others and they want to help others become sons and daughters of God, too. And they want to see others mature and they want to see others experiencing their inheritance. But I want to see I want you to see the contrast under the law. You could just be a servant of God, but under grace, the grace of God, we're sons and daughters of God. And we start we need to start thinking as sons and daughters, thinking like family, thinking like people who are truly in the greatest, most loving family that exists, the family of God. And I want you to see in Galatians chapter four, in verse four, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, that he might receive the adoption as sons, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters. Wow. He said Jesus was born under the law, born of a woman to redeem those who were under the law. Everyone was under the curse of the law to redeem those who were under the law and that they would receive that we would receive the adoption as sons and daughters. And notice what he says in verse six, because because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God, an heir of his inheritance. He said, verse six again, because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts. God didn't just send any old spirit into your heart. He sent the very spirit of his son into our hearts so that we can cry out, Abba, father, and we can no longer 
We no longer have to be slaves to fear. We no longer have to be slaves to worry. We no longer have to be slaves to the law. We no longer have to be slaves to failure. We no longer have to be slaves to defeat. We no longer have to be slaves to Satan. We are sons and daughters of God, and therefore we are heirs through God. He's our father. We can cry out to him, Abba, Father. Well, I'm going to get into that, but I'm already preaching myself happy right now. And I hope you're getting happy, too, because this is so powerful. I want you to see in verse seven of Galatians four, the result or the blessing of being a son or daughter of God, the result or blessing. There's two blessings of being. Well, there's many, but I want to give you two of them, two blessings here of being a son or daughter. And that is number one. The, the consequence or the blessing or the result of being a son is our inheritance. He said, you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God, you have an inheritance. So the power of sonship gives us an inheritance, God's inheritance. And I'll get into what that is. And it's, it's so much more than any of us could imagine. His inheritance is not limited to financial blessing. His inheritance is not limited to just to answer prayer. His, those things are a part of his blessing and his inheritance. But it's so much bigger than that and so much more than that, so much more complete than that. Watch this, though. So the first thing that God gives us the blessing of sonship and what how do we become sons and daughters of God to as many as received him? We shared this last week, John 1, 12, to as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become sons and daughters of God to those who received Jesus. Anybody who receives Jesus is now adopted as a son or daughter of God. Hallelujah. I hope you see that. I hope you recognize that. I hope you can appreciate that we're no longer servants and slaves. We're sons and daughters. We were enslaved by Satan. We were enslaved by sin. We were enslaved by Adam and Eve's sin. We were enslaved to the curse and the consequences of the curse. But now we've received our adoption as sons by which we cry out to him, not just God, not just creator, but Abba, father. I'll come back to that in a minute. The result or the blessing of being a son is, number one, you have the right to the inheritance, his inheritance. And number two, because in verse seven, he says, as a son, God has also made you an heir. But also, number two, in Romans, chapter eight, verse 15, I want to take a real quick look there. Romans, chapter eight, verse 15. And let me read this verse to you. He says now for you did not receive the spirit of slavery leading to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption as sons. And he means sons and daughters there. You have not received when you're born again, you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to what? Leading to fear again. Some translations say the spirit of bondage leading to fear. Whenever you are in bondage, whenever you feel you are enslaved to anything, you fear is the consequence of that. But he said you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. So number one blessing of sonship, being a son or daughter, you got to think, start thinking this way. We have the right to our inheritance. We have the right to God's inheritance as our father. We are in his will. We are heirs of his inheritance. And number two, according to Romans eight fifteen, here, we receive freedom from fear. 
we receive freedom from fear. So we have to start thinking like sons. When you think like a son or daughter of God, you no longer live in fear. When you think like a slave, you are always in the fear of the bondage that you're in, that you'll never get out the bondage that you're in, that that controls your life. But we will never have to be in fear again because we haven't received the spirit of slavery or bondage, but we have received the spirit of adoption. We've been adopted by God as his sons and daughters, by which we can cry out, Abba, Father, Abba, Father. The spirit of his son is now within our hearts. In Galatians 3:14, God says that the blessing of Abraham would come upon the Gentiles, they who received the promise of the spirit through faith. So listen, this is what the inheritance is, the promise of the spirit, the promise of the spirit. So the inheritance, the blessing of Abraham is so much bigger than land and and finances and and all the blessings. In fact, the Bible says in in Genesis, chapter 24, verse one, that God blessed Abraham in every way, in every area of his life. The inheritance, the blessing covers every area of your life. Now, Abraham was old, advanced in age, it said in chapter 24, verse one of Genesis. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. And if we belong to Christ, we're Abraham's seed, right? It says in Galatians 3:29. Let's see that for a second. If we I know it's a lot of verses, but this will really help you understand, have a foundation to think like a son or daughter in Galatians 3, verse 29. It says, therefore, if you belong to Christ, then you're Abraham's seed or Abraham's descendants and heirs according to promise heirs, according to promise. What are we heirs of? We're heirs of his inheritance. We're heirs of the promise and the promise of his inheritance is the spirit. It's the promise of the Holy Spirit, the creator of all, the Holy Spirit, the comforter of all, the Holy Spirit, the empowerer of all, the Holy Spirit, the worker of miracles. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of freedom. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit gives you prayer language power. The Holy Spirit prays for you when you don't know how to pray for yourself. The Holy Spirit strengthens you. The Holy Spirit equips you. The Holy Spirit empowers you. We have received this promise of the spirit. That's our inheritance. And I want you to know, he said, the spirit of God's son is in us. Now we have the spirit of God's son in us. I want you to say that I have the spirit of God's son in me. I have the spirit of God's son in me. And what does his spirit do? His spirit, the spirit of the son assures us of three things. Number one, that we are the beloved children of God. Number two, that we also will be made like the sun. Number one, that we the spirit assures us, the spirit of his son assures us that we are also beloved children of our father and that he also makes us like his son. The spirit of his son is making you like Jesus. He's we're being conformed into his image day by day, transformed, but also conformed to the image of his son day by day. 
Our destiny is to be conformed into the image of his son. That's our destiny. It says in Romans chapter eight, conformed into the into the image of his son. Wow. Second Corinthians also talks about being conformed to the, the Holy Spirit is working in us to make us like Jesus. We already are in our spirit, but he's doing that in our soul, in our emotions as well. He's doing that in our whole being. And it's a powerful promise. And the third thing is he the spirit assures us that we can cry out to God as Abba, father. Now, I want you to hear this. The ability to call God father is why Jesus came so that we could have the same father he has the the ability to call God father. You know, really, in the old covenant, they couldn't call God father. They called him Elohim El Shaddai. We sang about some of his names today, all those names, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sidkenu, our righteousness. But we get to call him father. He's all of those things still. He's all the Jehovah things. He's all the El, you know, the El Shaddai Elohim things. He's all of those things. But we get to call him father. Being father is not instead of those things. He's all of those things. If you have a father who owns if you had a father who owns a company, you had a father who owned a house, he could be owner of those things and at the same time be your father. He could be all those other things and still be your father. God is all those other things still. He hasn't changed. But now Jesus came so that we would be able to call God father, not just father, Abba, father. And what does that mean in the verse of Galatians chapter four and also in the verse in Romans chapter eight, verse 15, that we by which we cry out to him, Abba, father. Let me tell you what these words Abba and father mean. Abba means daddy, Papa. That's what the word Abba means. So it's the most tender. It's the most sweet. It's the most intimate. It's the most innocent. It's the most dependent upon God. We get to cry out to him. We get to call him Abba, Daddy, Papa. We get to call him our Heavenly Father and our intimate Daddy, our sweet Father, our sweet Papa. There's so much preciousness. In fact, one of the words where we get the word Papa from, we get the word Pa. Some people, you know, you know, used to call their 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 father's paw. You know, you, if you see in some of the old Western classics um, on television and movies, they would call their dad paw. Well, that comes from the word pater, which is the Greek word for father. So we have Abba, which means daddy pop up. And then we have father, which is the word pater in Greek. But listen to the meaning of this word father. It means literally nourisher protector, upholder, one who has infused his own spirit into others, creator, preserver, guardian and provider. Listen to all of these words for the word father, the literal translation of the word father, by which we get to call God, Abba, father, Papa, father, even in the message Bible, it's translated as Papa, father. But 
The word father, literally nourisher. Anybody need to be nourished? Anybody need strength? Anybody need health? Anybody need food, sustenance, nourish? He's our nourisher. He's our protector. Anybody need protection? We have divine protection because he's our Abba father. He's our upholder. He will uphold us. In other words, the Bible says he upholds us with his righteous right hand. The Bible says that he holds us in the palm of his hand and no one can snatch us out of the father's hand. He's our upholder. He's also the one who infused his own spirit into us. He didn't just take some spirit. He took his very spirit and infused his very spirit into us. Jesus even said to his disciples in John chapter 20, after he rose from the dead, he said he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to realize the Holy Spirit is the promise of our inheritance. And the Holy Spirit assures us that we are his beloved children. The Holy Spirit assures us that he will make us like his like Jesus. And the Holy Spirit assures us that we can call God Abba Father, that we can call God and call on God as our nourisher, our protector, our upholder, our creator, our preserver, our guardian, our provider. You need something guarded. You need provision. You need protection. That's the father is all of those things. And we get to call him Abba Father. Listen, I want to read this verse to you in the message. Galatians four, verse six and seven. He says, you can tell for sure that you are now fully adopted as his own children because God sent the spirit of his son into our lives, crying out, Papa, Father. Now watch what he says here. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation. Ah, now we're getting somewhere further. We're getting further. We already were somewhere. Now we're somewhere even better. He says, look, look at what he says. Doesn't that privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain that you are not a slave, but a child? You're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. He said, wow, doesn't that privilege what privilege the privilege to be able to call him Abba father, Papa father, the privilege of being able to call him. Papa father, that privilege is a privilege of intimate conversation. You know, when people ask me how to pray, I like to tell them it's all about intimate conversation with God, vulnerable conversation with God as your father. I think I think some people when they, they they're just trying to pray for things when prayer needs to be the greatest prayer is the prayer of conversation with God. You know, even right now, the greatest connection we have is we have we're having a conversation. You're responding maybe in the message column of of whatever um, platform you're watching on or you're responding with your amens. You're responding with listening. You're asking questions in your mind, your your heart. You send me questions like we're having a conversation. I'm not just preaching it to you. I'm having a conversation. God gives us the right to have intimate conversation with him about anything, anytime. Remember, his throne is open all the time. It's the throne of grace. And we can go to him and we can have intimate conversation. 
What does that mean? That means we can say, God, Father, Abba, I'm so hurt by this situation. Help me. And he'll direct you and he'll help you and he'll answer and he'll guide and he'll send you to the right verse or send the right verse to you or he'll send somebody with a message to you or he'll send something some way. He'll speak to you in your heart. He speaks to us. He speaks to us in the, the still small voice. The Bible talks about in first Kings. God's voice is a still small voice. But I love what he says, this privilege of intimate conversation. Jesus was always inviting people into an intimate conversation with him. He comes over to Mary and Martha's house and Mary is sitting at his feet and they're having an intimate conversation, not a sexual conversation. Intimate means into me, you see intimacy into me. You see is kind of a play on words of intimacy. It doesn't mean it's not a sexual word. It's a closeness. It's a word of depth of fellowship, depth of relationship, depth of connection. And we have the privilege of intimate conversation with God as father, as father, Papa, father, Abba, father. I think if we start praying with the knowledge that we can have an intimate conversation with God, our relationship with God will take on a whole different meaning and a whole different level on a whole different freedom that you've never experienced before. You can talk to God about you can go to the father about conversations. My kids have come to me both when they're little and when they're older with the deepest things that, that, that are happening in their lives with the deepest, the greatest victories or the, the worst defeats and everything in between. And I listen and I offer my limited advice, but we get to have a father that listens all the time and always has the best advice. We get to have intimate conversations with him about the depth. He never is going to judge you. He's not going to punish you for telling him the deepest secrets of your life, the deepest pain, the deepest struggle. That's why church is an evolving. Christianity is an evolving faith. It's an evolving relationship with God. God doesn't expect us to plant trees of of principles in our lives. Everything in God starts as a seed and takes time. There's seed, there's time and there's harvest. And so don't be disappointed in yourself when you're still a seed trying to get your branches to grow or when you're when you see somebody struggling in an area of life where you're not struggling, you could sometimes look down on them in a condescending way. But that's self-righteous because they're in a process too. they're in a seed time and harvest process. And we don't we should never judge. God doesn't judge um, anything from its current condition. He sees the end and then he sees all that happens between now and then. And he still chose you and he still chose me to have intimate conversation with him. I talked to the father about the deepest things that I'm going through and sometimes the simple things. But I tell him how I feel. I tell him what I'm struggling with. I tell him that I love him. I tell him that I thank him. I tell him that I trust him. I think those are three great prayers to pray as simple as they may be. You could pray this every day. You could pray, 
Father, I love you. You could pray, Father, I thank you. You could pray, Father, I trust you. Abba, Father, I love you. Abba, Father, just do it right now. Just take a moment right now and let's say, Abba, Father, say it out loud with me. Lift your hands right where you are, wherever you're worshiping, wherever you're if you are driving in your car and listening to this, just lift at least one hand for a second and just just say, Heavenly Father, don't close your eyes if you're driving. Just say, Abba, Father, say this out loud, Abba, Father. I love you. God's healing somebody right now just by calling him Abba, Father, out loud, somebody tears are streaming down your face. Your heart is being set free because you get to call him Abba, Father, Daddy, Father, Daddy, Papa. Yes, you get to call him that. Just lift your hands and just say, Abba, Father, I love you and say, Abba, Father, I thank you and say, Abba, Father, I trust you. Abba, Papa, I love you. Abba, Papa, I thank you. Abba, Papa, I trust you. There's a healing taking place in our church right now. and So many people's lives in this very moment of our church, in this very moment, God is healing you from rejection. He's healing you from abandonment. Your parents might have abandoned you. Your mother might have died at a young age. Your father may have died. You felt abandoned or he might have left or she might have left. And you were or they just were maybe abandoned you in your soul and didn't know how to care for your precious soul. But the but Abba Father knows how. And we're saying, Abba Father, I love you. Abba Father, I thank you, Abba Father, I trust you. And you're being healed from rejection. I break the power of rejection over you. I break the power of abandonment over you. I break the power and hold of shame off of you in the name of Jesus. You get to call him. You're not rejected anymore. You're accepted. You get to call him Abba. Father. Abba. Father. I want to pray for those who are watching right now that maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord. And you don't know God as father. But this is what Christianity is. Christianity is a relationship with God as father. Not God as dictator, not God as judge, not God as ruler. He's father. And if you fathers know how to give if you fathers being evil, Jesus said, talking to earthly fathers, if you fathers being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give what is good and how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to you? If we are good to our children, how much gooder is our heavenly father to us? Abba, father, we get to he sends the spirit of his son into our hearts. We get to cry out, Papa, father, doesn't this privilege of intimate conversation with God make it plain to you that you're not a slave, but a child? And if you're a child, you're also an heir with complete access to the inheritance. Verse seven goes on to say in the Bible, 
Now, let me pray for you. If you never received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, pray this out loud with me right where you're watching. Just say, Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ into my heart. I invite the spirit of the son into my heart by which I can cry out, Abba, Father, I believe Jesus died for my sins. Say that out loud. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. And from this moment forward, I am a child of God. I'm a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Say that out loud. I'm a joint heir. Everybody needs to say this again. Say, Abba, Father. By the way, if you prayed that for the first time. I want to um, invite you to download this book anywhere in the world. The Power of a New Life talks about the next steps in this new journey with God, with your heavenly father. And it'll it'll change your life. It's absolutely free. You can download it anywhere in the world. Get it now. If you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord. Congratulations. And everybody just let me just one moment and say something and then we'll close for good for today. Anyway, for this service, Um, Jesus did not come to produce servants. He came to produce sons. Now, sons serve because we want to because we love. We serve others because we love. But Jesus came. To make us sons and daughters. The king of heaven wants sons and daughters, not servants. Religion produces servants only. It revels in the spirit of servitude. Sons and daughters, though, see serving as a privilege. Religious people see it as an obligation. Boy, if we could get this. He's your father. He's your Abba. You can have intimate conversation with him. If we could understand that when Jesus said in Luke, chapter 12, verse 32, for your father in heaven has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom, he said, don't be afraid, little flock. What delivers you from fear is when you know God is father, when you know that he's chosen gladly. He's chosen you. He's happy to have chosen you. He did it gladly. He didn't do it reluctantly. Oh, fine. You can be in the family. No, no, no. He chose you gladly and to give you the kingdom. And we'll talk about that next time, because there's so much behind this word kingdom that is going to change and revolutionize your life. But today, I think we accomplished the beginning of thinking like a son or daughter of God. Just say that. Just lift your hands again or just say out loud again. Say, Abba, Father, I love you. Abba, Father, I thank you. Abba, Father, I trust you. And you can do that anytime, anywhere and have intimate conversation with God about anything. And he will answer and he will show you and he will lead you and he will guide you because he is Abba. Papa, Abba, Father, he's yours and he's mine and we're his and I can't thank him enough. How about you? Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed that powerful message. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast for more amazing messages like what you just heard. You can also search for Gregory Dickow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter for tons of great content throughout the week.